0: The Gospel reading for this morning comes from John's Gospel beginning in the 14th chapter at the first verse. John wrote these things, Jesus speaking. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O Lord, you have called us to be your home. With your covenant written in our hearts, you live in us. You've built us up to support one another, to lean on one another in difficult times and to hold one another close, to be strong together. This is who you created us to be, to share burdens and share joys and sorrows. So may we live into our created intention more deeply because of your love for us. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. In a mother's womb were twin babies, and the first baby asked the other, Do you believe in life after delivery? And the second baby replied, why, of course, there has to be something after delivery. Maybe we're here to prepare ourselves for what will be later. Nonsense, said the first. There's no life after delivery. What would that life be? I don't know, but there'll be more light than in here. Maybe we'll walk with our legs and eat from our mouths and the doubting one laughed. That's absurd. Walking is impossible and eat with our mouths? That's ridiculous. The umbilical cord supplies nutrition. Life after delivery, it just can't be. The umbilical cord is way too short. Well, the second baby held his ground, I, I think there's something. And maybe it's different than it is here. Well, the first baby replied, well, no one has ever come back from there. Delivery is the end of life, and after delivery, it's nothing but darkness. Well, I don't know, said the twin, but certainly we will see mother, and she will take care of us. Mother, the first baby laughed, you believe in mother? Where is she now? Well, the second baby calmly and patiently tried to explain, well, she's all around us. It is in her that we live. Without her, there would be no life. Well, I don't see her, so she doesn't exist. To which the other replied, sometimes when you're in silence, you can hear her. You can perceive her. I believe there is even a greater life after delivery. And we are here to prepare ourselves for that reality when it comes. Robert Louis Stevenson tells of a storm that caught a vessel off a rocky coast and threatened to drive it and its passengers to destruction. And in the midst of the terror, one daring man, contrary to orders, went to the deck, made a dangerous passage to the pilot house, and saw the steerman at his post holding the vessel unwaveringly, and inch by inch turning the ship out once more to sea. And the pilot saw the watcher and smiled. Then the daring passenger went below and gave out a note of cheer. I have seen the face of the pilot, and he smiled. All is well. This morning, we find Jesus and his disciples gathered around the table at a Passover meal. Jesus' earthly ministry is quickly drawing to a close. He is just minutes away from being turned over to the Jewish authorities because of Judas' betrayal. Soon the others will have deserted him and Peter will have denied him three times. His death was imminent. This was a mighty storm, weighing heavy on the hearts of all those around him. And Jesus looked on them with compassion, and he addressed their current state of fear. You see, he saw not not only their faces, but he also looked deeply into their hearts. And he offered the following comfort. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus speaks these words of comfort and radical peace into their deepest, darkest fears. He understood the anguish of those so troubled, so he offered comfort. They could see the face of the pilot and realize that fear surrounded them, but peace was at the center, and all was well. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? There is radical peace, comfort, in the knowledge that Jesus, who loves us, knows us, in many ways is us, has gone to prepare the very best for us. You know, I believe that Jesus still sensed distress in these friends of his. And sometimes we know that people leave with the best of intentions, but they often fail to live up to their promise. We all know how hard it is to keep in touch with people we have met along life's way. It's probably a safe bet that outside of special reunions, there are people, both friends and family, that you have just lost touch with. But Jesus continues, And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. Jesus just told the guys it was time to go. But he promised that he would come back. And you know, the only way to grab hold of the faith that Jesus encouraged them to hold on to is to simply believe in Jesus. The only way to know radical peace and comfort in the world and in the time to come, folks, is found in Jesus Christ. He is the cornerstone that holds it all together. Now, as you know, church attendance does not a Christian make. Paying your tithes and offerings does not guarantee entrance into the kingdom of God. It is only through belief in Jesus the Christ and placing your trust in him. Every day, whether we like it or not, people are asking us to show them God. Like Philip asked Jesus, the people around us want to know the reality of Christ. Is God real? Does God care about them? Does God know their needs and their hurts? Every day, your spouses, children, neighbors, co-workers, schoolmates, even the strangers that you meet are saying to you in thousands of ways, show us the Father. Show us God. Someone needed your time this past week. Were you gracious in giving it? Maybe you knew of a need that only you could meet. Were you generous? It may even have been somebody who didn't deserve it. Were you good anyway? Hear me this morning, giving absolutely involves your money, your offerings, your tithes. But it involves so much more too. And it matters because we have been called to follow Jesus to be as much like him as we possibly can be to the world that surrounds us. So I need to simply ask you this morning, have you truly come to know Jesus? As his disciple, can you look at your life and your giving And say that people see Jesus in you. It seems to me that those are the central questions to ask on this All Saints Commitment Communion Sunday. To God be the glory. Amen.